There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. And I thought, wow. I said, I said, this is amazing. You know you're dealing with a snake. So when you keep getting bit, don't say, Lord, why me? Why you? You went back into the snake pit and said, please don't bite me. I got my anointing all on. Please don't bite me. I just left ladies night. Shatabashi, please don't bite me. Okay, last thing, single, I got to move on because I got to move. Uh, uh, last thing for single woman, deception, and uh, just covering a few things. The best way for your kids to have a father or father figures to get in a relationship, that's deception. All right, they don't need 15 uncles and 15. And sometimes you need to know that God, you need to hear me, ladies. Sometimes you need to know that God, that a man not being there could be God's protection of your children. Because God knows if, if, if a man that's not got his stuff together is, is rearing and raising your children, the Lord knows he might do more damage than good. And so sometimes God steps in and says, nope, I'm blocking. Nope, you can't come around. Nope, I'll make them find some stuff to get him for. Nope, because he ain't going to corrupt this seed. All right, let me get to marriage. Marriage. All right, here's some deception in marriage. Y'all still with me? More sex or having a child will fix this broken relationship. Oh, no, y'all know, don't, don't sit here and let y'all know what y'all be thinking. And so you, you playing songs. So I put on my red dress and my high heels and that sweet perfume. And I mean, we had a real good two weeks. Listen. Listen, hear, hear me. Hear, hear me something. Sex doesn't make anything better. Hear me, ladies. Sex is not acceptance. Sex is not love. Let me prove it to you. Animals can do it. I can't imagine the gorilla like, baby, you know I love you. Now, come on here. <laughs> Y'all not saying nothing to me. Them horses don't be like, come on, woo, come on, let's get it on, let's get it on. No. Sex is not love, nor is it acceptance. For most people, sex is anesthesia. It makes them not have to deal with the reality of what's going on in their life. Let me give you some other facts about sex. Sex won't change them beyond that time of intimacy. But Bishop, he was so nice, I wonder why. 
The sheets are still wet. I wonder why. I had been asking for that car, and he said, yes, I wonder why, which tells us you ain't nothing more than a high dollar. Okay, more sex or having a child is not going to fix a broken relationship. If a relationship is broken, hear, hear this, people come with two things, a purpose and an expiration date. Here's what I found out about expired milk. It stinks. So do expired relationships. And every time you open them, you can shake them up real good. And the little crust at the top might leave. You might, the smell might not be as pervasive. Ooh, but let it sit for about five minutes. Here's another thing, married people, that's deception. They're my everything. Be careful expecting a person to be something that only God is supposed to be. They're my whole life. So then when they leave, you ain't got a life. It's quiet. Here's another one I've seen women, women, over the years, I've seen women. Well, Bishop, I understand them, so I can change them. Nobody else understands them. I know they have some deep pains. And they don't really talk about them, but they tell me, because that's my husband. If Jesus' presence didn't change Judas, yours might not change them. It's quiet in here. Now, I've done tons of teachings on singles. I've done tons of teachings on marriage to help you get it right. Like, Bishop, how do I fix it? That ain't what we're dealing with tonight. Tonight, we're dealing with deception. So you want to know how to fix it. There's the bookstore and the cafe. Let me give you some stuff about occupation and vocation. Occupation is what is, is the work you do or your career, but vocation is what you're called to do. So you have a vocation, which is a calling, the reason you were created, but then you have an occupation, which is what you do. Check this out. So here's what I've heard women, excuse me, I've heard women say, I'm scared to fail, so I shouldn't do anything. I don't want to mess it up. So that's when I don't do nothing. So much pressure. Look at me, ladies. Now, you said I could talk to you like you're my daughters. Shut all that up. I'm, I'm just so scared. Of what? Check your history. You didn't beat 15 times more than what you're looking at now. And you, I'm just scared. I'm just fearful. Question, what's the worst that can happen? You die. Okay, then you go be with Jesus. Seems like a pretty good deal to me. No more taxes, no more bills. You ain't got to pay that car off. Won't he do it? Grab the lady next to you and say, come out of fear. Here's another thing that happens in vocation and occupation. Doing the same thing I've been doing will get me different results. I, I want to say something very powerful to you. I want you to hear me. Now, I'm pro-education, but I am anti-time-wasting. And, and I heard this powerful quote yesterday, <clears throat> so much so it, it, I had to type it. It shook me, uh, the, the reality of this quote. Peter Thiel, who is the co-founder of PayPal, said this, that going to college has become a way to avoid thinking about the future. 
Now, let me be very clear what I am not saying. I am not saying you should not pursue education. What I'm saying is what happens for many people is they are active, but they're not productive. So watch this. When you don't know what to do, people think, here's the deception. I'll just go get another degree. You are 78. <laughs> How many more degrees you going to get? You got a bachelor, you got it, you got BS, <laughs> you got MS. <laughs> Somebody said PMS. <laughs> now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm gonna challenge you, ladies. Watch this. And, and, and if I'm your pastor, this is I'm talking to you. And if I'm not, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you. You go talk to your pastor. Being Elisha to your pastor. Bishop, what did Elisha do? I, I got to turn up the speed, because, but I wanted to talk so we get this, but I got to turn it up so I can, I can finish. Um, Elisha, watch this. Elijah was the man of God. Say the man of God. Yeah. Elijah comes along, and he meets this guy named Elisha. So we're going to call them J and S. Everybody say J and S. So J walks by S, and in 1 Kings chapter 19, we discover that it is actually J's second time approaching S about S's future. Now, at this particular time in 1 Kings chapter 19, S was an ox herder. Now, just in case you didn't know this, ox herders did not have any particular distinction in Hebrew culture, meaning that there would be no reason for us to read about him thousands of years later, except for the fact that the man of God went to, the, uh, 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 went to Elisha, and he went to him, and he said, I want you to come follow me. It's quiet here. It's quiet here. He says, I want you to come follow me. Now, check this out. Elisha says to, to Jay, S says to Jay, listen, let me go kiss my mother and father goodbye. And you know what Jay says, the man of God? The man of God says, for what? Again? What have I done to you? Now, now let me help you understand what's happening S had all, no, so put up the verse, 1 Kings 19, 20. I want you to see something. After he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me go back to kiss my mother and father goodbye, and then I'll follow you. And he said to him, go back what? Again. A what? Again. Which tells us that this was Jay's second time giving him this opportunity. Which means, watch this, if ever destiny knocks at your door a second time, you'd be a fool to miss it. But let's move on. He says, again, what have I done to you? Look at the next verse. Next verse, 21. So Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and bore their flesh using the oxen equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and did what? Followed Elijah and became his servant. Let me, let me challenge you ladies. Please understand when it comes to your vocation and occupation. Please understand there is more to life than a job. It is called, watch this, your vocation, your assignment, what you were created to do. Touch your name and say, I was created to do something. And whenever something is not doing what it was created to do, it is called abnormal use, where we get our English word abuse, which means now whenever something is not doing what it was created to do, then it is not being utilized properly, which is why some of you feel so abused in life is because you're scissors when you're supposed to be a knife. And you became scissors because scissors paid the bills. But God is saying to you tonight, 
I got seven amens. That's right. God is saying to some woman tonight, there is more to life than a job. There is called creation. There is called assignment. It is called calling, and it is what you were created to do. Touch the lady next to you and say, I was created to do something great. So my challenge to you, if I'm your pastor, become Elisha. If I'm not your pastor, go to your pastor and become their Elisha. What does that mean? Be so diligent at building his vision that in serving his vision, you find the reason for your creation. The scripture says, see, see, I didn't get no help from Denver right there. The scripture says, watch this, that who would give you your own unless you've been faithful with that of another man's? You still here? All right, all right, I just got one more area of deception. Let's talk about your spirituality. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. Here's the first thing I hear people say, Bishop, God wants to restore everything I lost. Really? Where are you? Who told you that? Mm-hmm. Joel 2.25. Let me show you what God wants to restore. Let me show you what, Joel 2.25. Let me show you uh, what God wants to restore. What's this? Joel 2 and 25. So I will restore to you the years. Wait, wait a minute. Joel 2 and 25. I will restore to you the years. I'm going to say years. Now, wait a minute. That didn't say stuff. You know, it's funny. People say, Bishop, I'm believing for a breakthrough in my marriage. Okay. Breakthrough in my finances. Okay. Praise God. But what did the book promise you, though? So, I will restore to you the time you lost. Not necessarily the stuff you lost in the time. You're not hearing me. You're not kissing what I'm saying. So, so, so often you get frustrated because you're like, when is God going to give it all back? Well, we have a problem. Who said he was? Say, say he's going to give me time back. So here's what that means. God says, I'm going to give you, watch this, because you didn't know any better. You were Eve. You were deceived. You didn't know better. And you don't know that you're deceived until somebody comes along and says, you've been deceived. But he says, once you know you've been deceived, I'm going to give you back the time. Is there any lady in here that's excited? She's going to get the time back. I know you wasted 12 years on it. I know you wasted 13 years on it. But God says, I'll give you the time that you wasted back. Somebody hell, I'm getting my time back. Because watch this. Now, because of what you know, it's not going to take as long to acquire. Look, restoration of things isn't always godly. So people say, we wanted to restore. Well, what if he, res- if he restored? You assume it was right. We assume it was good. Yeah, you're not hearing me. That's the equivalent of you building a building and the foundation is jacked up. You're like, Lord, just restore it. But the foundation was busted. You want them to restore it to a busted foundation? No. Now you know how to build it right. So if he gave you what you asked him for, you would get nothing but a repetition of the cycle you've already So stop saying, Lord, restore my relationship. No, that ain't the right prayer. The prayer is, Lord, restore the years. Restore the minutes. Restore the hours. Restore the... I I, got to finish. I got to finish. Let me get this to you. Sometimes, ladies, you have to give up good so you can get great. 
Say it again. Sometimes the, the enemy to great ain't, ain't wonderful, it's good. Or excuse me, sometimes the enemy to great, rather, isn't bad or negative, it, it, it's good. Sometimes God says, please understand, that was good. That's nice. But I got something called great. Now, Joel 2.25, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. Now, check this out, everybody. Locusts are Hebrew idiom for bad decisions. So I will restore to you, Eve, your bad decision. Now, ladies, can we be honest? There's ever some decisions you made and you look back like, what? And then you ain't even mad about them. You mad about you. You're like, what was I on? And then you get real mad because you'll look at the pictures of you and be like, you know what? Where did, where did she go? Where did that fighter go? Where did that gladiator go? Where did that? Okay, last thing about your spirituality, and then we're going to get you out of here. Y'all learning tonight? My sis. Here's the second thing I want to give you for spirituality, deception. I've got this figured out. I don't need my pastor's counsel. All right, let me fix you up. Jeremiah 3 and the 15. Jeremiah 3 and the 15. Please understand. Please understand. Um, let me, I'm, since you said I could talk to you like you're all daughters, so I'm going to do that. It's always interesting to me when single women who, oh, Bishop, you're my pastor. Oh, Shita, Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda. I'm so glad to have a man of God that cares. Hey, 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 glory. And then they find somebody. And they intentionally don't introduce him to me. Well, now, I thought you were so glad and happy. I could have saved you two cosine cars. One chapter seven, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I could have saved you some money, man. So that's your answer. <laughs> if you can't introduce, and if I'm not your pastor, you should, and you're single, you should introduce who you're dating to your pastor. You should take him to him and say, here you go. And if you're like, I ain't the church type, then you ain't the one. Well, I ain't got to prove nothing to him. You're right. You don't. And thank you for giving me the answer. Don't you ever call me again in the historicity of the world. I made it up. So that's the answer. So we, I mean, they be coming back married and all this. Yeah, I'm like, hope that works out for you. You knew when you wouldn't introduce him to your pastor that he wasn't the one. You ain't got to like what I'm saying. You can't. You knew. And I ain't going to introduce him to my mama because I already know what she's going to say. That's your answer. That might be your answer. Because, you know, people always be hating and misunderstanding. Don't nobody want me to be happy. Maybe your mama trying to save you from you. Maybe. Now, I know some of y'all mama, I don't know, but you know. 
Some mamas, if she say no, that means yes. <laughs> she ain't got to go. She got to guess. So, Jeremiah 3.15. Here's the Bible. Let me show you this. Here's the Bible. Again, if I'm not your pastor, make it appropriate to you. And I will give you shepherds, pastors, according to my heart, my mind, God says, who will feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. So what does that tell you you don't have? Knowledge and understanding. How we know you don't have it? Because you got to get fed it. Now, if, if you can't read that, then we need, we need to have another discussion. God says, I'm going to give you a man of God who in my mind has the knowledge and the understanding you need. That's how you got the harvest. You went here, you went there, you went there, you went there, you went there. But when you came up in here, you were like, I don't know that man, but that man right there, he feeds me with knowledge and he feeds me with understanding. This is a divine connection. Slap your neighbor and say, it's divine. And girl, he real. He be saying, hell. <laughs> and I don't use it so that I'm clear. I don't use it gratuitously or in a profane way. Hell has several different meanings. Hades, death in Greek. Gehenna, hot trash in Greek. Tartarus, it was an intermediary world in Greek. See? Sheol, it was the underworld in Hebrew. See? I could be talking about any of those things. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Here it is. Now, I want you to find yourself. Uh, this is ladies' night, so I'm teaching a little long. Is that okay with you? Yeah. A little longer than normal. All right, here it is. I, I want you to leave in power. Touch the lady next to you, so you're going to be in power. Eve was what? Deceived. So women since the days of Eve have been what? Deceived. You ain't this. You ain't that. You ain't this. If I ain't with you, who gonna, who gonna want you? Eat your way out of this trouble. Smoke your way out of this trouble. Drug your way out of this trouble. Sex your way out of this trouble. You know that's what you're good for. Women have been deceived. Women have been beat down. And, and watch this. And watch this. And oftentimes left in their own puddles of blood, having to rebuild themselves. I'm talking to some woman tonight that after they did the damage, you're left with the puddle of blood. Life that's left you. That you now got to rebuild the broken pieces. Leah was a woman like that. Say Leah. Leah. So if Eve was deceived, and women have been deceived since the days of Eve, last 5,700 plus years, Leah would fall under that deception. Leah represents a deceived woman, and, and, and I want to take you through her process of breaking deception. I know there's many things maybe I didn't cover that are deception because there's only so much I can do in one setting. But watch this. And ladies, when I'm talking to you tonight, I want you to watch this. When we're getting ready to go, touch your neighbor and say, this is going to be surgery. As God's getting ready to come with his scalpel. And start cutting some stuff out. And by the time you wake up in the morning, it was some stuff you were really heated about today. That tomorrow you're going to be like, this is the day that the Lord has made. And you know what I'm going to do today? I will rejoice and be made glad in it. 
So here it is. Leah was unloved. Check this out. She was unloved. Say she was unloved. And watch this. She was unloved by all the men in her life. I'm going to help somebody tonight. And God knew it. Her father didn't really want her. That's why he tried to set up Jacob to take her because he couldn't get any other man to take her. And her husband really didn't want her for anything more than sex. And the Bible says that she had delicate eyes. Say delicate eyes. Now watch this. There is a literal meaning there that would suggest what it suggests. I think you understand what it suggests without me saying what it suggests. Delicate eyes. Which means one of them's looking at you. The other one is delicate. But now watch this. Watch this though. Watch this. Watch this. But scholars through the years have debated the meaning of the Hebrew adjective used to describe her eyes, meaning that her eyes, watch this, weren't delicate as we have thought to believe throughout the generations. But watch this. One of the meanings that the scholars have debated is that it means she was weary. You didn't hear me. So when it said her eyes were delicate, it literally was saying she has been wearied by life and now she's just tired. She's five miles past empty. Her fight is gone. Her drive is gone. And she said to herself, well, if my daddy don't want me, I guess nobody else wants me. And she's tired. So tonight, I came to talk to some ladies that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Leah was tired. Wasn't nothing wrong with her eyes. Leah was tired. I got these kids. I got this mortgage. I got this car. I got this job. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. He didn't keep up on this. He didn't keep up on the child support. He didn't do that. He didn't do this. I don't know why my husband won't pick him up. I don't know why. She's got all of these burdens and she's tired. She's like, I can't, I can't. I'm tired. Her eyes were delicate. The scholars believe that it wasn't anything wrong with her eyes. Some do. She was just exhausted. Whenever it looked like she'd have a break, whenever it looked like she'd have a couple of hours, here comes something. And to add insult to injury, watch this, who'd she have to talk to? She couldn't talk to Rachel because that was her enemy. She couldn't talk to the kids because they were babies. Who'd she have to talk to? It's a dangerous place when, watch this, you got to talk to you. The problem is you can't trust you. Because she talked herself into weariness. Can I, am I talking to some real ladies tonight? Or? The scripture says that the heart, your mind, is deceitfully wicked above all things. Which means, watch this, when you sit there and have conversations with yourself, you literally self-deceive. That's how you talk to yourself out of that opportunity. You talk to yourself out of that great change. You you've been talking yourself out of stuff because when you talk to you, you self-deceive. And that's how you're sitting up believing stuff that's not true, but you decided that you would believe it because you self-deceive because you pulled a Leah on yourself. Well, maybe nobody does care. Well, maybe nobody does love me. Well, maybe this, but maybe that. She sat there and she self-deceived. Check this out. So you know what she does? She keeps having babies in hopes that this is going to change things. In fact, she even drugs Jacob with mandrakes, which was the Hebrew equivalent of methamphetamine, to seduce him to love her more. She's like, come here, I made you some biscuits. 
powdery biscuits. What's this moist in the middle? It's caramel in your biscuits. She drugs him. She's like, you're going to love me. She jumps on top of the car. You're going to love me. I'll come down your road since you won't come up to the stage. She gets on Facebook. Oh, no, you're going to love me. She goes through his text messages. Well, who is this? And she ain't new to it. She true to it. Because back when they had pages, she said, who is low sale? She shows up at his job. Well, where were you? You're going to love me. You're going to love me today. After all we've been through, for real, you're going to do this to the kids? And she got the kids strategically staged in the car. Y'all, see, I'm down your road. That's why y'all ain't I know you sitting up in church looking real nice tonight, but let's be real about some stuff that's happened in your life. You on the phone with his mama. Miss Johnson, Miss Johnson. I don't know why he do me like this, but you talk to him, you need to get your son, Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. And Miss Johnson, like, girl, I told you. <laughs> come here, thin line between love and hate. Come here, come here. Donnell, a hard, uh, what's she say? What's she say? She said, a night full of passion is worth a lifetime of pay. Wasn't Della preaching? It's quiet in here. You're going to love me. Where are you going to the store? I'm coming. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Now I'm getting my socks and shoes on. Now you ain't leaving this house without me. You're, I pay half the note. I pay half the note. I pay, you ain't going to. Oh, see, y'all. See, you see, see. Now our Dallas campus would be shouting, I think. So I don't know why our Denver one's not. <laughs> You're going to love me. You're going to love me. I'm, I'll be back. Where are you going? I mean, why you got to leave? I just don't understand. We already have milk. And why do you always put your cell phone face down when we're talking? I mean, why is your cell phone face down? And why is there a passcode? What's the pass? Put the code in. No, do it in front of me. No, do it in front of me. Put the code in. streaming so I gotta I got a question ladies why would you want somebody you have to convince if you gotta convince them to love you message they just don't know how to show their love well tell them to get some tapes and until they do So watch this. I, I'm through. Leah's children. Here it is, ladies, because this is where we get free. This is a process of her breaking free of deception. She's like, my daddy doesn't love me, and my husband only wants me for my body, and I'm tired. And the truth is, watch this. Her husband didn't only just want her for her body. Her husband wanted another woman. He wanted Rachel. He was upset when he found out he got Leah. Like, he went back to Laban like, man, what did you do? 
Because the night of the, the, the night of the ceremony, you know, he, you know, Jacob had been waiting for seven years. So Jacob was like, you know, just, you know. Jacob was like, we'll talk about the ceremony afterwards. Come on. Time to go to W-O-R and the K. But after he woke up that next morning and looked over, He said, oh, my God. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. What have I done? Jesus. So he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, this ain't even who I thought you were. He goes back to Laban. Laban, you have deceived me. She ain't Rachel. Check it out. Hebrew culture would suggest he brought Leah up to Laban, her father, and said, she ain't Rachel. You knew the whole time I didn't want her while she's standing there. So not only does her father not want her, not only does her husband not want her, her husband wants another woman. And he's vocal about it. So much so, he's like, well, I'll work for another, I'll, I'll do another seven years for her. But you already have the oldest daughter. You don't want her? Mm-mm. Ooh, for no. She tired. All her life, she had to fight it. As she tired, and she throwing up hand signals at me. She tired. I don't know. She tired. Not only is she tired, uh, Laban, she looks a little ratchet, too. She's just a little ratchet. She, she's ratchet. She, she's. Here it is. Leah's children were character traits that she birthed out, and it's reflected in their names. So, ladies, here's the process. Now, how many ladies, you can be honest. You're at Harvard, so you don't have to pretend here. You can be, we can all be real here. You've had some areas where maybe I hit it, maybe I didn't hit it, where there's been, you've been deceived. You've just been deceived. You believe something that wasn't true. All right, so check it out. So you ready to walk through the process? Because I don't want to just give you the revelation without giving you the application. Because revelation without application leads to constipation. And I need you to get this one out. This one can't wait till morning. I need you to sit on that pot and get it out tonight. Because I got a feeling by tomorrow morning there's some stuff that you've been praying for. It's some stuff. You've been waiting on that God says, I can release it now because you're no longer deceived. Watch this. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The first son she had with Jacob was Reuben. Reuben represented compromise and a hatred for the way she was made. So here's what she thinks when she has Reuben. If I had been born to a different family, if I had been born into a different city, if I was dealt a different hand, maybe my life would be better. Woe is me. Then she has a second son. The second son is Simeon. And watch this. Some ladies, that's where, you, that's where you came in here at tonight. Yes, go to a second. That's where some of you ladies came in here tonight. You, you came in here thinking, watch this. If, if maybe God had just made me different. Watch this. Let me, let me be real. Maybe if I didn't have the hips I have. If I didn't have the body I had. Maybe then he would have treated me right. Maybe if I didn't laugh like I do. Maybe if I didn't talk like I do. 
Maybe if I didn't look like I do. Maybe I don't need no makeup. Maybe I need more makeup. What's wrong with me? Reuben. T touch the lady next to you and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare Reuben's dead. Stop complaining about the package. Stop complaining about how you look. Stop complaining about who you are. I know that guy in high school didn't like you. Baby, it's seven billion people on the planet. Why are you letting one stop your... The second son she had was Simeon. Simeon's name represents a victim's mentality. God, if you love me, why am I going through this? Why me? What did I ever do to deserve this? Tell me, ladies, that's where you're at. You're at Simeon tonight. You're stuck in this victim's mentality. And you're mad at God, and you're mad at the world, and you're mad at life. That's why some, that's why some of y'all, that's, that's, why, that's why some ladies, please understand, that's why some ladies are, are attracted to the ministry at Harvest, because, because the ministry at Harvest is, it gets, you know, sometimes I kind of, you know, just come up to where your face is and get in it. Because everywhere else, they, they ain't nothing but a bulldog. I mean, it's a battle axe. So they cut everybody, cuss everybody, knock everybody down. And when they come in here, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I'll show you right. But because you feel like a victim. So you know what some victims do? Some victims, what they do is to not be victimized again. They're mean. They're cruel. They're disorderly. They're cantankerous. They're curt. I ain't doing that. You're hurt. And the moment you recognize that and realize that and deal with that, you'll be so much more pleasant. You're just mad because you're hurt. And guess what? Maybe you have a right to be hurt. Get over it. You ain't the only one been lied on. You ain't the only one been betrayed. You ain't the only one who daddy walked out. You ain't the only one who lost some money. God already told you if you'll come out of deception, he's going to give you the years back. Touch the lady next to you. Say, in the name of Jesus, Simeon is dead. You are not a victim. Another day of your life. You are a victor. You are a conqueror. You needed that battle to show you how strong you are. Here's the third son Leah had. Remember, Leah is a deceived woman. Leah is a deceived woman. She's a woman that's been deceived. And she's just like Eve. And she starts having babies to try to get past the deception. The third son is named Levi. Levi, who became the father of Levitical priesthood. But listen to what Levi's name means. It means attachment. Levi represents attachment to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. Some of you, what you call friends or attachments. Y'all are just comfortable with each other's misery. And you don't challenge one another to be better. You just sit up and talk about how bad it is. They did that to you. They did that to me. Oh, poor you. Oh, poor me. <laughs> Got attachments to people for the wrong reason. You're attached. My cousin. Y'all know y'all do. 
friends, my friends. Oh, you call her before you call me? <laughs> well, I see what it is. Okay, Levi. Leah said to herself, my husband will be attached to me now because I've borne him three sons. He's going to be attached to mindsets that are destructive. You're attached to the mindset that because he bought dinner, you owe him a little something, something. And maybe not the full thing, but a little something, something. Because he took you to Boston Market and let you get three sides. What? Cream, spinach, macaroni, and cheese, and the mashed potatoes with the bacon and cheese in them. So I'm going to give him a little something, something. You can be purchased for $8.99. <laughs> okay. Watch this. Well, they were there for me when I was in my lowest. You might be a good person. But watch this. If they bring out the worst in you, that might be a Levi. Might be. Touch the lady next to you. Say in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly attachment that's on your life is broken now. All those soul ties that you had in the name of Jesus, I speak a release into your life. All of the false marriages you created in the spirit because of sex, we break them now in the name of Jesus. Every attachment that does not belong to you, somebody shout, it's broken. What's this? What's this? Anna Mae was attached to Ike. That's one of my favorite movies. I, I like seeing her come back. I like comeback stories. I like to see people that get counted out come back. I like to see the people that you write off bounce back. Anybody like a good bounce back? I got an announcement. You the bounce back you're getting ready to read about. I said you are the bounce back you're getting ready to read about. And maybe this area of your life was great, but this area over here, God says he's announcing a bounce back in your life. Watch. She's attached. She's attached. But here's this fourth son. You ready? And this is where the jacket's got to come on. He's unbuttoned, so I'm breaking. Say the fourth son. The fourth son is named Judah. She got over hating who she was made to be. She got over being a victim. She got over attachments to the wrong people for the wrong reason. And then she gets to this fourth son. Now, I'm not spooky, but I like the number four. I like the number four because in case you didn't look at your calendar on today, this is the year 20 and the 14. Now, you can take it as a prophetic word for you, or you could miss it. The fourth son's name means praise. Now, wait a minute. Before you shout, watch this. 
she finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And Judah, in its rudimentary form, just means thanks. You know what she finally did? She looked up to God and said, I've been spending all my time popping out babies because I've been deceived that somehow they were going to make him love me. But he don't love me because he won't Rachel. And ain't nothing wrong with him. And ain't nothing wrong with her. It was something wrong with me. But when I had Judah, I finally stopped complaining about my life. I finally stopped complaining about Jacob. And I just started telling the Lord, thank you. Yes, how there it is. I just started telling him, thank you. Thank you for my enemies. Thank you for the hell I've been through. Thank you for my haters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I dare you to just slap a neighbor next to you. Tell him, say thank you. Say thank you. Thank God they walked out on you. That was the best thing could have happened to you. Thank God they cheated on you. It was the best thing could have happened to you. Thank God they took the car. It was the best thing that could have. Some lady tonight, holla, thank you. Thank you. But watch this, because we're going to send you up in just a minute. But more than thank you, watch this, be seated. I got to give in this, I'm done. More than just thank you, it was a renewed commitment to serving God. She said, I've been chasing this foolishness, and I forgot my God. So when she gets to Judah, it's more than thank you. It's a renewed commitment to serving God. Bishop, what does that mean practically for me? It was a renewed commitment to church. It was a renewed commitment to passion in her praise and worship. It was a renewed commitment to serving. Here's what happens. Praise and this renewed commitment that came from it interrupted her deceptive cycle. I think I need the Shamir tonight. I think I need it. 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 I'm going to need that Shamir. I'm going to need it on tonight. Bishop, why? Because I'm going to announce something to some ladies tonight. And if you catch it, great. And if you don't catch it, that's cool. Touch the lady next to you. Say, after Judah. That's the wrong neighbor. Touch the other and say, after Judah. Let me tell you what she had. That was still the wrong neighbor. Grab her, get in a whole nother row or something. And just say, after Judah. Let me tell you what she had. After Judah, she bears a son named Issachar. You want to know what Issachar means? Payback. Recompense. <laughs> After she said, I won't be deceived no more. After she gave God her Judah, the next child she had was called recompense, which means pay me back. Somebody holler, pay me back. Holler, pay me back. What is he paying me back? The years I've wasted. The time I've wasted. The... But wait, there's more. After Issachar, you want to know what she had? Zebulun. You want to know what Zebulun means? Honor. Which means for all the years that she was dishonored, for all the years they never gave her credit, for all the years she got people out of their mess and they never helped her, the Lord says, baby, I've been keeping record. 
I'm talking to some lady tonight that feels like God forgot about you. I'm talking to some lady tonight that feels like God's not been working on your behalf. God says, I got a Zebulun you're getting ready to have, and it's called honor. Some ladies shout honor. But wait. There's more. After Zebulun, she has Gad. Say Gad. Gad means fortune for your trouble. They don't speak the king's English here. God said, I've been looking at everything you've been going through. I've been looking at how you've been crying. I've been looking at that. And God says, I'm going to give you some fortune for your trouble. Those people put you through hell, but I'm going to... Your sister treated you like dirt, but I'm going to... God says he's going to give you fortune for your trouble. Some lady have fortune for my trouble. But wait. There's more. After she gave God Judah, she gets recompense, honor, fortune for her trouble. Watch the last one. This is where you've been trying to get your whole life. You want to know the last child? It's, their name is Asher. You don't know what Asher means? Happy and blessed. You've been trying for 43 years to be happy. I got an announcement for you. God said if you'll give him Judah, he'll give you happiness. And you'll be blessed. That means you're empowered to prosper. Nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. All is well. So watch what we're getting ready to do. Watch what we're getting ready to do. I need every lady on her feet. I need every lady on her feet. I need every lady on her feet tonight. In the name of Jesus, your Elijah stopping by. I said, Joe, Elijah stopping by. Reuben represented a hatred of the way she was made. But touch your neighbor, say, we killed that one. Simeon was a victim's mentality, say, we killed that one. Levi was attachment to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. Touch your neighbor, say, we killed that one. And when she got to Judah, Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, because we, we, some of y'all think, oh, that's just emotionalism. No, it's not. It's called warfare. You fight with cussing, but believers fight with praising. You may fight with knives and guns, but believers fight with jumping and shouting. And when they sent Judah first, I need some ladies tonight that don't mind giving God some Judah. Yeah! 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 Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, because we're going to do it. We're getting ready to do it. Touch, touch the lady next to you. Say, we're getting ready to do it. And here's the beauty. It's, listen, we ain't even been, it ain't even 9 o'clock. Watch this. T -t touch the neighbor and say, we finna do something. If God did it, Tell them, if God did it, if God did it 
Philia. That means he's no respecter of persons. He's going to do it for you. Wait a minute. 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 What's this? Say after Judah, ladies. Y'all get these puzzle pieces here real quick for them because they finna they finna make hell mad as hell. You can take it. Thank you, sir. What's this? After Judah. Now that's praise. We're gonna do that. But but there's some action in that. If harvest is your church, you need to be faithful to church. If, if this ain't your church and you got church, you need to be faithful to your church. All right? If you come here because you just found out I'm your pastor and you didn't know I was your pastor until you just heard me, welcome. Come on. Watch this. Watch this. She was faithful to church. She served and she was passionate in her praise and worship. Which means, ladies, please understand, don't come in here trying to look cute. Because God says, if you give me what you owe me, I got an Issachar, recompense, I'll pay you back. I got a Zebulun, honor, I'll recognize you for all the stuff they never recognized you for. Gad, I'm going to give you some fortune for your troubles. And Asher, you're going to be blessed and happy. Y'all ready to do it? I said, y'all ready to do it? So here it is, ladies. Just the radical ones. I want you to just meet me at the altar. Just the radical ones. Just, just the ones that say, I ain't leaving here until I get my Issachar. I ain't leaving here. I'm not leaving until I get my Asher. I'm not leaving until I get my Zebulun. Now on the count of 10, I need you to turn up in your praise and turn up in your worship. One, two, three, four. If you're watching online, you ought to be a part of your seat, giving God the Judah, giving God the praise. Recompense is coming. Honor is coming. Fortune for your trouble is coming. And you getting ready to be blessed and happy. Shout about it. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.